my burrito. I'm all right. I had a I had a crazy weekend, so we're recording this on March 10th. So this was the weekend after the double toasted thing that I did. We ended up get to uh, seeing that Michael Jackson weird glove musical that I might have told you about, um, and that was appropriately weird uh, in a ways that I wasn't really expecting. Uh, and and I know what you're saying because you're just like, well, it's a fucking Michael Jackson musical about his glove. And the glove is the real protagonist of the Michael Jackson story, uh, but turns out he's not even a glove. He's an alien. So there's a twist on page one uh, and that they really just like sucking blood. Uh, so they're like alien vampires, but they also give talent. It's real convoluted. Not the reason I'm telling you this. The reason I'm telling you this is, is that six minutes in, right? Like all of it's weird, but six minutes in, the, uh, they start doing a number about Gary, Indiana, right? Which has been brought up multiple times because of Parks and Rec. And I'm like, oh, Gary, Indiana, it's probably a good place, man. Probably got a lot of history there. Uh, but the song is about how Gary, Indiana sucks. It doesn't have any history, really. It does have one thing, though. Lights go down, and it's that perfect darkness. You know what I mean? In theater, when they're trying to get that effect for half a second before your eyes adjust, and then the, the, the lights come back on, and there are four people in KKK hoods on stage. And I mean, like, really good uh, KKK hoods, Max. Like, I think that those are either real KKK hoods or they, this off fucking LA theater circuit show had the best costumers in the entire game. It was I mean, are KKK hoods like really that difficult to like wrap? <laughs> right. At the like, point. Any cosplayer worth their salts. Like, I get you a KKK thing. I wonder if that comes I, in. I've seen like a, a real life moving Groot before at fucking Comic-Cons and shit. I'm sure somebody can pull off a KKK. Right. I mean, I was thinking like with Red Dead coming out, do you think anyone would brave, even in irony, brave like a situation where they're they're putting up a cross that continually hits them in the head or something? Or do you think like, nah, it's probably not a good idea to ever rock a KKK outfit? I, I feel like in any context, maybe this play accepted or a Tarantino like <laughs> exploitation film. Those are the well, only two times. Well, they tell you they they put it on Front Street. They're just like uh, Gary Indiana has the largest membership in the entire United States of KKK members. If you go per capita, like like per the percentage wise or whatever, which was like Jesus, which really fucked with me. And that's where Michael Jackson and all his brothers were raised and sisters and stuff. Um, but still makes it uncomfortable that there's a four or five minute scene and there and i mean they're dancing it's a fucking showstopper man like it's incredible is it like uh, a springtime for hitler in germany type number or right but like yeah. with less with less uh with less awareness uh than mel brooks had in that situation i guess you know so it was a really it was a really fucking weird thing um but the the, the musical overall was like kind of awesome i just remember that part being the part where like I look over to Corey and I'm just like, if we leave right now, we have plausible deniability. We can be like, we didn't know it was in this show. As soon as we saw it, we got the fuck out. Like if anyone TMZs you here, Corey, it's over. Right. Like, uh, but well, we ended like, up saying it was really just a Trojan horse for like pro KKK. <laughs> what it um, felt like, and I was like Jerry Minor. What the fuck, man? They got you to hate yourself. Like, uh, but it was cool. It was it was ultimately really cool, and the whole weekend was cool, man. We just did a lot of drinking and like like way too much drinking. So that that was fun. 
but yeah, man, overall, like I'm glad to get back to normality. I feel like we didn't even talk that much this weekend just cause I was like busy and I didn't do any of the things I usually do. I didn't exercise and do anything. Man. Like mm-hmm. this DT thing was cool, but it took me away from partially calm Chris, you know, and he's already on life support. Were, were you, well, wait, were you not calm this weekend? Well, I had one interaction. It wasn't politics. It wasn't politics, um, really. But I did have one. Can I tell you? Are you okay with hearing the details? It's not a forever story. I mean, it's a, a forever story? <laughs> As in a story that takes up the entire episode? It's never ending. Yeah, just like you keep running. You ever see it ever do the flip through the book? The book never fucking ends. That's a forever story. Like, I, it's not one of those is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, go for it. I mean, I feel like this, this podcast, especially the LA um, era of this podcast is just charting your sort of rebounds and relapses mm-hmm. into in and out of calm Chris mode. My so. peaks and my valleys, Max. Uh, yeah. Well, this one was like, I thought this was going to be fine. And it ended fine. So it didn't become straight up vitriol, but it was like, all right, this is annoying me. Why am I even doing this? And at some point I did walk away uh, and then his wife got involved and I was like, this is creepy. All right. So what happened was, and in no specific order, someone posted a thing that was a uh, just like a picture of a woman holding up a sign that had the Death Star on it, and it had Princess Leia, and it had Jin Orso, right? And it's like mm-hmm. without women, the Death Star would still be up, which is true, like right. Uh, the first comment is this guy. I'm not going to name him. Who was just like, <laughs> "What about Luke Skywalker, Han Solo? What about the men who actually did the blowing up?" And I'm just like, "This is such a weird hot take, dude." Because like, they always get the credit. They don't need the extra like microscope to be like, "Hey, look over here." You know what I mean? Like, and right. and, and then yeah, and then he- sort of a microcosm of the larger like not all men problem right there. It's like, <laughs> what about? men you know it's like yeah what about them we've been celebrating them for literally all for of human- 50 fucking years in the star wars like- parlance and then human oh, yeah. history yeah yeah, yeah. also <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Uh, uh let's just take one second to spotlight some women it's like um actually no because it's like get the fuck out of here well so that's what i i came at him and it wasn't disrespectful i'm like it's just a very weird hot take how in any way is actually giving them credit for their accomplishments a dig or taking away from the men it's not about that it's about why make a gendered point at all like and i'm like what do you mean because again when we think star wars we immediately think luke and han and lando and all those people because they get the action roles okay so it is a big deal that we take a second to spotlight it in mid argument he changes his argument to like why not mention someone who did something real like a real woman why is it a fictional thing again his response why like luke skywalker and Han solo and shit so i'm just like that wasn't your argument though your argument initially was what about the men you're arguing within the parameters of the premise that was set up you actually set up the premise and now you're saying no never mind you made a valid point but what about real people it fucking like blew me away and i'm like i think the idea is that the people that they're protesting don't think critically as much as they should so maybe they're trying to break it down to the simplest terms they can who thinking, was this dude again just some guy uh, or is it a guy that we uh, no you don't know him you don't know him it's uh, me it's it's on my end um oh, okay yeah i thought you were I, saying it was you you were arguing with yourself Oh, that'd be incredible. Like plot twist. <laughs> like I'm just on two different keyboards. Like be amazing. Uh no, but but yeah, so it like it turned to that and then I was just like, but it doesn't make sense. You came in here with that, blah, 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 whatever. And then he just said some long thing about how, well, we need to aim high. Like you think going low is gonna help? I think and I'm like, I don't know. I think trying to go low for people who have proved themselves lowly is not a 
bad idea because we've tried to talk to a lot of these people and they just don't really listen. So that's, that's what happens. Anyway, like hours later, his wife comes in and I, I'm not going to say she's like one of these women who like just always does what the husband wants her to do, but like mm-hmm. there are but more, in another more accurate sense. Totally. Women. Dude. And only because prior arguments I've had with this guy over like game of Thrones back in the day, like every comment that he put was just like loved by her. And I'm like, what a good wife. But like my wife, when I'm wrong and an asshole tells me that I'm wrong and that I'm an asshole. Yeah, I've, seen her, I've seen her do it. <laughs> right. Like, and it's every like, time I've seen you two in the same room. She's like, you're an asshole. It's Shut very up. refreshing. I got to tell you. And it's like, you also do it. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm able to like immediately stop if I'm doing something that I don't realize, but she came in and then was like, well, technically he's right. I mean, everyone did a good job. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, whatever, man. I'm not going to get into this. But um, that was about it. But it didn't get bad. It didn't get bad. In fact, at the end of that, I just responded to her being like, well, I wasn't trying to be mean to you. Like, also happy anniversary. It was her anniversary yesterday. In the middle of her his anniversary, he's messaging me about fucking Jin Orso and Princess Leia. Um, right. And it was just a nonsense fucking argument. Uh, and that's about it. So, like, I've been mostly calm, you know. I'm trying to stay away from it. It is Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday, too. So, we'll see how I feel tonight. Because uh, oh, last Super Tuesday. Tuesday part two? Is that today? Yeah. I'm so checked out. I don't even know. It's, what, Michigan and some other shit states? Yeah. Some other shit states. Washington. Uh, yeah. It's all fucked. I think Florida's next week. Uh, oh. I saw some people that early voted. That's why. Because I'm yeah. still, I have a lot of Florida friends. Yeah. Look, I voted early. Orange County, repping Orange County. Look at this from boys. Orlando. Oh, Orlando's Orange County. I'm like what? <laughs> Doing my part. And it's like, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I still see some. You know, and me and Dolores are kind of like at this weird spot right now. And I want to turn this into a super, super political thing, and I'll make it about entertainment. So remind me about Hillary in a minute, okay? Uh, but like Hillary. It's, yeah, dude. Actually, I gotta tell you. Uh, Did you watch Papa, that Hulu documentary? Yeah, propaganda works sometimes. I'll just say that. Anyway, but let's get to that in a second. Which is me and Dolores are. Like I haven't watched it yet. It makes me understand, like I and I knew it already because I've said it before that the twenty-five years of organized smear campaigns against her have been like a well-oiled machine meant purposefully to make you mistrust her. Not to say that she hasn't done some shit that is grody. Not to say she hasn't had bad positions and stuff. But when you actually go back and learn something about her, you're like, nah, don't think she's an inherent asshole. Think she would be better right. than Trump. So uh, I mean, it was, but she did, she did murder several people. Personally. Yeah, well, a couple at least. But the foundation needs to be protected at all costs, Max. Like, what do you right. want? Like, At least she, she was getting in there personally. She was doing the dirty work. So she, in, in a way, like, that makes me respect her more. Like, if you're going to make a murder happen, at least have the common courtesy to do it yourself. To go in there. And she does. Oh, she gets a, 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 a secretary of state garrote. It's got the fucking presidential seal on it and everything. It's amazing. Like, right. I don't know. Business card on the body. You know. That'd be fucking lit if that's where the third episode of this documentary goes. It's just like, and then after the 2016 election, just like Rambo montage. Like draws a little heart on her card and just throws it on the body and goes, catch you later, sucker. I'm with her. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it, it was an interesting thing. I would say that, seriously. Anyone who, because that's the thing that I was going to talk about originally, which is just this, this political process and how we make enemies of people purely i think because we're tribalist even amongst ourselves like we used to we i think we think tribalism is like red versus blue and holy shit we don't realize the color spectrum you know what i mean like Like halo yeah like halo uh (laughs) what are you are you okay you're like fiddling around what are you doing 
Yeah, don't call attention to my fiddling. I'm just making sure I have enough volume on this thing. Right, the yeah, game was down. You're way too loud. God damn. No, I'm way too no, loud. no, you're fine. You're fine. I was fucking with you. I'm Turn sorry. it up more. <laughs> I could. Um, don't. We've never gone past this game level. I don't even know what it would sound like. Let's don't. see. It opens up a riff uh, in the space-time uh, continuum. Uh, all right. I'll turn all right. Please stop. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. So, so, but, but, so, me and Dolores are like having a little bit of arguments about this right now, actually, because uh, I'm mad about the Bernie thing. I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, uh, and she's like, "I'm not as mad about it as you are." Uh, so she's and, taking my side. She's fine with it. I just, I guess, like. <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me. No, hold on. Because this is what I mean, which is like, mm. she liked Warren. Of Biden and Bernie, who is most like Warren? Biden and Bernie. Bernie. That's actually a sitcom we should pitch, by the way. Like after this, after, the, after it all settles like they, down. They have to live in a one-bedroom apartment. They draw a line <laughs> down the middle of it, the whole shebang. I, why not, man? It's Brady Bunch rules, man. We could have a lot of fun with that. That'd be cool. But be um, I don't know, dude. I, like, whatever. She's, she's just... Uh, if you're going to be a Warren supporter and then Warren's gone, probably go to the next progressive and maybe not go to the status quo. But beyond that too, I, my biggest thing is that the Republicans are really fucking wonderful at, uh, at I thought make, you were just going to leave it there. No, it wasn't. And I knew you were going to fucking make that joke and I had well, to figure out my word as quick as I could. Long pause there. Republicans are really fucking wonderful. I said at, at. and then you knew, or, you, or is it French, at, and you're like, and? They're wonderful, and? Yeah. Like, That's what I thought, because you were talking to me about how you're learning French, and I was right. like, oh, look at him, he's practicing French, and yeah. saying something I really disagree <laughs> with. But it sounds so classy, I mean, fuck. Um, no, they're really wonderful at making things a wash. They're really, you know, I remember like 2004, they made John Kerry actual war service a wash from a like draft dodger. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody who didn't go to war. Do you wonder about this coronavirus? Like what effect it's going to have on the campaign? Because there's like a few ways it could go depending on how it goes. I'm so interested, but actually, I, before we, can I, it's so related to this. Did I tell you about the email my mom sent me? I wanted to talk about this on the last episode and I totally forgot. I don't think you did. I, I do like getting updates on your mom every now and then, though. Okay. My mom sent me a video on Facebook and said, tell me what you think of this, dot, dot, dot. The ellipsis is a scary thing from a mom. Uh, yeah. I don't see this for hours, though, so I watched the video. It's a six-minute video, and it's some guy, and immediately from the draw of his voice, Max, I'm just like, oh, no. Like, no. Uh, And and, as it goes on, the guy starts talking. I'm just like, no, no, no. What my mom sent me was some crazy uh, YouTube right wing dude who was talking about like, now I've had this information for four days, but I haven't been allowed to publish it. Now I'm going to Purell single-handedly cures the coronavirus but they don't want you to know that now why not because there is no virus okay what's gonna happen is the vaccine shot the mandatory shot that's gonna be the thing that kills people and they have the cover of the virus and it's population control and he's going on and on and on and he's and he's like and whatever that's a theory back it up does make sense (laughs) back it up with something what he backs it up with is like we already know there was a cartoon 2013 that showed kobe bryant dying in a helicopter crash and um he's not dead like the helicopter crashes and then kobe bryant like comes out he's like i'm kobe bryant so immediately your fucking thing is the stupidest shit but like a dark swerve for a cartoon (laughs) (laughs) 
beloved basketball. I mean, I feel bad laughing about it now because it actually happened for half a second. I forgot that Kobe Bryant was dead when I started doing that. Uh, no, but, but like, so immediately I'm just like, mom, and I was angry and I'm like, mom, who the fuck sent you this shit? You are not allowed to be friends with these fucking idiots anymore because like, this is dumb. And apparently it was my dad. So like, you're not allowed to be friends with him anymore, mom. Uh, you need to, to, to go to a lawyer immediately. That blew me the fuck away because I'm like, man, this coronavirus thing is certainly serious, but at the same time, like the CDC is still like the majority of people are not at risk for infection. Like, let's be real about that. But we need to take. I thought that they said that the majority of people were not at risk for death. I thought it was to contract the virus. Period. This was as of yesterday. I don't know if they've changed it since, but oh, for real. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, like, it shouldn't. Like, if we're if we're doing the smart things, like we contain it the right way, it shouldn't. Most people should yeah, be fine. Or- like. We're not doing the right things. That's kind of the issue. We're not doing it on a federal level. I like a lot of like California. We've done a lot of shit. Like states are now having to do their own thing because the federal right. government's fucked. Well, and I also, he go- might have it. Did you hear about that? Fucking Trump yeah. might have it. Yes, I did. I did. Best case that. scenario for the coronavirus, by the way. I gotta say, like, because he's the well, right I, age. It'll kill him probably. I mean, every front runner for president right now is the right age, dude. That's what's fucking me up. Aside from. Tulsi Gabbard, she's still in the race. <laughs> Watch everyone die but her. And then we're, we're war veteran, right? See, there are certain uh, things that you do in life. I agree with you. That's my point. If you do certain things, you're then given carte blanche forever. Uh, and it's like, if you're a veteran, and I sort of agree with this, you're a veteran, you, you defended our freedom, so I didn't have to fucking do it, and I can sit on a microphone and talk about it. I totally understand that aspect of the patriotism. But it doesn't give you carte blanche. Uh, like, how many people do you know who went in the military? Assholes, Max. <laughs> Oh, so many. And I mean, if we're being really real, and this will offend a lot of people, but the last time that we could accurately say that they were defending our freedoms was probably what? World War II? Is that even really defending our freedoms? Like, I mean, Hitler might have, I mean, he did. He had a plan to come to America, but like we bailed some people out. World War I, we bailed some people out. And no like threat to our immediate uh, sovereignty. And I'm not being shitty about that. I think America had to do some things and I'm glad we went into World War II and I'm glad we liberated the camps, obviously. But what I'm saying is like, that was maybe the last time that we all had a common enemy, right? That we all knew what good and bad was, but in terms of defending our freedom? Yeah, well, even in an abstract way, just defending our freedom, like uh, I would say World War II was like maybe the, the the last one. Even if it wasn't direct, there was a existential threat. Democracy is threatened. You know, and democracy in general or whatever. Then you got Korea and Vietnam and the Gulf War and the current wars we are engaged in right now. And none of them really have anything to do with that. But on the plus side, anybody who does volunteer for the military is just that. They're a volunteer. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I I mean, for whatever, you know, reasons they're going in or for whatever they're actually accomplishing, the fact that they're volunteering and they're volunteering to put their life on the line with the belief, most of them do have the belief that, oh, yeah, I am protecting freedoms. That is a uh, admirable thing. No, it's beautiful. I, I, let me ask you this because you were just going through all of them in this century, right? Which is like World War I, uh, again, more of an alliance thing. And we kind of fell into that one. World War II, I think we're all in the same boat about. Korea uh, bailing out the French, right? Uh, Vietnam also bailing out the French, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or maybe I'm mistaken about Korea, but I know for sure Vietnam were in. in well, in- uh, weren't, weren't Korea and Vietnam less about bailing out the French and more about um, sort of stopping the spread of communism? 
Right. But still, it was because they had left. They had all but withdrawn. And those wars, like then, were like, well, we guess we're picking up the mantle of having to fight right. for democracy here. So, yeah. But again, it's like we bailed them out. And then at the same time, but even that, that's so fucking stupid. Like, I understand you don't want like a coalition. I guess we're still in the colonialization, the world building, you know, the axis of evil and shit. Right. Like, uh, let them be communist, dude. What the fuck does it matter? I just, the amount of lives that went into that stuff, I, I don't think there's been a straight up war. Because even the Gulf War, the first one, right? Wasn't that a uh, that was like the, the, we went to Kuwait? We were defending people, right? Like we, it wasn't even really a thing on us. Yeah, it was like chemical attacks that Saddam Hussein was using on the um, on the people there and everything. Uh, yeah, I, I was I, trying to think of the, the nationality. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, I forget the fucking word, and I feel so bad because that's like a very important turning yeah. point in our nation's history. My father served in that war, and I don't even remember the people that they were saving, which is fucked. Fucking hell! But but I mean, at the end of the day, that was really about. It's like, what was it about? to the press and what was it really about it was really about uh seizing control of that country's oil supply yeah to, to have yeah. a presence in the region you know um, have a presence in the region and then the iraq war was supposed to be a never-ending war yeah iraq afghanistan war was just a never-ending war to again have a never-ending presence uh you could get the contractors in there and then they would have a permanent uh politicized uh reason for staying so, I mean, uh, let's take World War II out of it for a second. Is the only, like, straight-up justifiable, and I say that in broad strokes, war, the Civil War? Uh, because even, like, Lincoln's uh, motivations aside, right? Because uh, that's where I want to kind of draw parallels back to the current American political system. Because it's like, I don't really give a shit why anyone does what they do. I just want to make sure that, like, uh, the right thing gets done, no matter what. Like, Lincoln fucking preserved the Union out of, like, uh, what's the, pra pragmatism. <laughs> like, to be pragmatic. He's like, look, man, if slavery would preserve the Union, I'm behind slavery. So my point is, I don't really give a shit why the reasons are had as long as the, the, the result is had. You know what I mean? That right. one makes sense to our existential about the things that we as a country uh, fight for and should defend. And I think that's literally maybe the last one where you can make a case for like, oh, that war was horrible, but it seemed just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like when you really do break it down, like the only thing that we can really say that the American military has done is act as a, uh, a very solid deterrent uh, in preventing people from coming here. That's right, I guess. I yeah, mean, so in that just, prism. We're, we're just in the post-Civil War mode of preserving the Union at all costs uh, permanently, which I guess is a good way for a country to be. I'm not knocking it, but uh, it's a little interesting. Um, I don't I know. I just want a really noble war, you know? If we're going to go to war, let's have a really noble one. Like, some, someone's doing something real bad, and we got no stake in the region. All they got over there is like cranberries. That's their only export. They got no oil or nothing. We're just helping them out. But the, you, know what's, you know what's fucked up about that is we have fucking like, like, like Africa. Like we have our skin in that game and we still don't care when bad shit happens over there. We've never gone into the Darf the Sudan. You know, I mean, we've never gone into Rwanda even like right. Jesus fucking Christ, man. We're kind of shitheads. I'm sorry to go down this path. I'm just saying like. Yeah, I mean, uh, Darfur is a fucking uh, shit show. Nightmare, the fact that yeah. It's still happening uh, is uh, fucking terrible. Yeah, it's been happening for like 30 years. It's like a permanent state of affairs over there. <sighs> we should really get off this topic because I feel a spinning. I got a topic.
Do you want to talk about it? Is it funny? Or I mean, maybe. Funnier than Jeff <laughs> Probably. said? Probably not. Uh, I mean, it's like really fucked up, which is like, all right, so here's the thing I know about Mormonism, which is nothing really. I know about it's like a really recent religion, and I know the guy I found some tablets. South Park episode. Well, I've listened to Book of Mormon. That's the extent of my knowledge on Mormonism. Yeah. Okay. So um, I made my mom watch that South Park episode because she hates South Park and she actually really liked it. <laughs> like, that was clever. Your mom, like your mom would like a lot of more South Park than I think she thinks yeah, it's know, terrible. She yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I was looking that up and you all, everyone knows about like the main dude, whatever, right. Um, uh, which I think is Andrew Smith or Adam Smith. Uh, no, wait, that's, that's the wealth of nations guy. Wait, who, who is this guy? Who does the, anyway, fuck him because he's not important. He's not important. The important guy is the second dude who took over the Mormon church. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Okay, so I, I knew Smith was in there. Joseph Smith comes in, finds some tablets under a tree in upstate New York, which makes him inherently awesome because he's an American prophet. Like, when I think about religion, my problem is the disconnect. This shit's where? Persia? Nah, I'm out. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's too much for me to actually relate to. This guy's from upstate. I've, I've been to Buffalo, you know? That's fine. Uh, so... But then he leads people to the promised land. He's killed. And then Brigham Young takes over. The one thing I know about Mormonism really also because of big love is polygamy. That's about it. You know, that's about all I knew about it. You get one, two, three, I, four. I do, I do know that the polygamy side of it is like a more extreme interpretation of it. And that's oh. not like most Mormons don't follow that line of thinking. I am so glad that you just said that because this makes it an even better story because polygamy, I thought you got three or four wives out of it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Brigham Young took the extreme to the fucking extreme. This guy had 55 wives, Max, which is like, Jesus, how do you remember I, their names? <laughs> like, yeah, Why would you even want that? That's I don't think like I know 55 TV. people. <laughs> Yeah, like that's a, it's like that scene in Game of Thrones when Walder Frey is trying to name all of his like daughters or whatever. <laughs> You're like, um, Cherubelle and uh, what's your name? Oh, well, dude, he has 57 kids, which is actually amazing because that's only 57 from the 55 yeah. wives. But, you know, it's like the fact that he doesn't have 150 is kind of like impressive to me. But that's the grandchildren are in that thing already. Like, it's it's crazy, man. And I was just wondering, like, man, he was he was running the shit. There are universities named after him. BYU, right? Like, there's a bunch of shit. He's still on on a bunch of, uh, like, you know, metal, uh, statues and plaques. Do you know that there are over a million followers of the Mormon faith in Brazil? It's, like, the second highest Whoa. compared to the United States. Brazil. You know that that's amazing just because you heard about like like Romney went to Paris uh, and he was doing his mission in Paris. And then, of course, Book of Mormon talks all about that, right? He just wants to go to Orlando, ends up in Africa. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess it's stuck in Brazil. I wonder what that's all about, you know? like Mittens Romney, that piece of shit. <laughs> fucking be like he he would literally apparently he's, he's friends or used to be friends with the sheriff in Los Angeles before uh, marijuana was like a legalized uh, or legalized not illegalized mm. and he would he would literally walk the beach and find people smoking pot and then call the cops on them like in his free time on his vacation i know i know which makes him almost a fucking like a, a cartoon villain like who does that you know what i well, mean like before donald trump before i knew how bad it could get like that guy was the worst case scenario for this country because of that like that story is what clinched it. that was the one <laughs> i gotta make sure obama gets back in 
I actually really love that story. I don't know, man. That's a that's a real call to action. You're like, ah, not on my watch, right. fucking Romney. That, that, that's what mobilized me. <laughs> fucking narc, narc in the White House. Hell no, not in my country. It's something to be admired, though. I mean, I think all religion is equally fucking stupid. But I will say this: it's a brand new religion in, in terms of the global scale. Like all these religions are brand new in the cosmic calendar, if you will. But this one is really new, right? Like not it caught on really Jesus. quickly. Yeah. Well, there's a million in Brazil alone. I mean, does it? Do you have the facts and figures? Like, what, what kind of membership does it have? Oh, I don't know. Um, I just pulled up a map, and it was like showing like where it's spread to, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it spreads yeah. like the coronavirus. Yeah, like, it's oh, it's all over. It's all over America, Mexico, and Brazil. All each have over a million members. Uh, Australia is up there. It's close to a million, as well as Japan. Looks like Taiwan, Thailand. I mean. Uh, fucking russia has some no, not much in africa though africa. let's talk about this let's give the mormons credit where credit's due because when other people missioned to the play they'd be like hey jesus all right no head chop off like there was some like we just gonna weed you out if you don't come over to our god apparently this whole peaceful shit riding around on bikes wearing suits like maybe it's working like the message is getting out there and they're widespread like yeah I remember that like a f- bunch of fucking, it was like two like 16, 17 year old uh, kids wearing the, you know, the white, white shirt with the, the black tie, tie. Yeah. Ride, rode their bikes up to my house. This is back when I lived in the Longmore circle or whatever. Yeah. And they knocked on my door and they're like, I'm Elder Patrick and I'm Elder John. And have you heard about the Mormon faith? And I was like, no. And I slammed the door in their Aww. face. They were like covered in sweat. And then I was like, Hey guys, you want some water by the way? And I like left them some water. Did you do that? Yeah, I did that. are you a nice guy I, even though you I, were an I asshole? Felt, I felt bad for slamming the door in their face because they were like drenched in sweat because they were wearing fucking suits in Florida. Like, yeah, <laughs> the middle of summer in Florida. I was like, this is not sustainable. You know that, right? <laughs> well, it's our mission. God says it. We got to do it, so we do it. Like, I, I just, that's how I feel mad. Like, this Book of Mormon is all about some guy who wants to get a cool mission, but goes to in his mind the worst possible place. But it's right. like the people get to go to Japan and Paris and fucking. Well, all the- uh, yeah what's the conversion rate though like what is their success rate going door to door in the suburbs i don't know that it's answer but... do it for a reason right like it's got to have some amount of success well dude listen to what you just told me it's like they there are uh, still a new the 18 1880s or something is when is when it like it started so then they get to salt lake and then basically for the last 120 or 130 years let's call it they have been going overseas spreading the message. So they can't even really get overseas early on. They had to wait until airplanes were a fucking thing to really do it unless they were taking boats, you know what I mean? Which I assume slowed it. So just in the last, let's call it 70 years, they probably figured it out, man. Like they've got 16 million followers. In 70 years, in less than 100 years, like less than 140 years as an entire religion. That's impressive, dude. Like that's a pretty good number. So whatever they're doing, they're figuring it out. I guess it was 200 years, right? Because he had... Uh, when did 18, he find the tablets? Is it... it was the early 1820s is when oh, he found 1820s. Them. Okay, I thought it was yeah. later. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was too. Either yeah, way, 1820, so 200 years. 16 million? Yeah, 16 mil. Hold, holding strong, you know? It's good for them. They're all living next to a salt lake and uh, some of them having a bunch of wives. I've never been there, but everyone tells me it's beautiful. Oh, dude, it is. Yeah. No, uh, when I did my, because uh, I was trying to tell you to take I-80 and then take uh, I-9 down to, to the salt flats, right? You want me to Yeah, the salt flats and everything. And you do go by uh, Salt Lake City and it is straight up gorgeous, dude. It's like you got that huge blue is 
blue can get Salt Lake and then like the fucking black mountains in the distance. Looks like an alien planet or something. I hear it's like incredibly clean too. Well, you know, yeah. like that brings something else up that which is interesting to me. It's actually on my list, which is just like Salt Lake City seems something like you name because well, it's next to the fucking Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of towns, like I one day I got bored and I looked up our hometown. I looked up Brandon, Florida. All right. Yeah. And I looked it up, and there was just a guy, I think, named, like... Um, John Brandon or something. Yeah, Ezekiel Brandon. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I was thinking, like, Simpsons, Jebediah Springfield and stuff. But I was like, who just names cities? You know? Like, in, in situations where there isn't a founder, because I assume, like, this, he, he founded something in the wilderness. I'm talking about when they just make new cities out of, like, undeveloped land. Who names that shit? And are there rejected city names? Yeah. I mean, well, Texas is full of, like, weird-ass names. We talked about that. Yeah, Stink like, Creek. Devin- Death and Consequences, Texas. Oh, that's New Mexico. Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. Consequences, yeah. Um, then Tombstone uh, was named after a joke. Is that in Texas or is that New Mexico? I don't remember. I think it's in New Mexico. Okay. But but it, as I recall, the guy there, um, he was like a, a prospector. And they said, oh, we'll see your name on a tombstone before you find silver and then hit in them hills. And then he found a bunch of silver. Nice. So he named the town Tombstone. Yeah, Sergio did that once upon a time in the West. He named a piece of shit part of land Sweetwater because uh, I like to stick it to the assholes. He was like, he's never going to make it out there. It's like Sweetwater. Mm. Um, and then I think Red Dead took Sweetwater or Blackwater or some shit. I don't know. Well, um, uh, didn't, it, wasn't it uh, Westworld took Sweetwater? Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, Westworld. Yeah. Fuck, those are blending fucking yeah. robots. I know. We got like a lot of uh, sort of Western adjacent stories in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, that's I think that show is going to be interesting now that it's, as far as I can tell, leaving the West behind almost completely uh, for right. the new season, which is like, it's going to be really cool to see these characters interacting in different textures and different like. Yeah, uh, it could be either really good or really bad. You know, I won't know until I see it, but I will say Aaron Paul's in it and uh, he's good in most things I've seen him in, including Need for Speed. I didn't watch. You watched Need for Speed. Such a weird I choice. Didn't watch Need yeah, for Speed. No, didn't. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? I mean, what's right with me? I you gotta let that. movies talk. You gotta let. <laughs> you gotta let talk. movies talk. <laughs> that won me over so hard. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's speaking my language now. I get it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I got really fascinated by Mormons. I was like, man, you know, they're organizing really well. Brigham Young had fifty-five wives. I've met some, and they are not particularly kind to their women folk. Oh, really? But that's a thing that's prevalent. Like, you can't say this without being immediately called anti-Semitic. But like, let me tell you, bro. Like, uh, like super, uh, super, like uh, traditional Hasidics. Uh, I've seen some shit, and it's like rough because the women, like, and it's weird because you're not allowed to touch women as a Hasidic man, and and the reason's quite beautiful, which is like you're you're unworthy. You know, you're not supposed to touch the right. woman. But they didn't seem like once you once they're worthy, <laughs> like it seems like behavior gets a little weird and yeah. Well, like they, they're very controlling of of their women, right? Like once they have a wife, aren't the like wives not supposed to look at other men or touch other men or it's something? It's like really that? weird, and, it's and like they're getting behavior. they're getting better about it now, obviously, because like bro- when I worked in Brooklyn, like a lot of women are working and stuff, you know, like they have yeah. to interact with the men. Then and, and like, but my point is like, at what point does being respectful of religion also like interfere with your personal convictions? Like, because you can't talk shit about Islam because people are like, it's a beautiful religion. I'm like, sure, it is mostly, but these fuckers over here are giving it a bad name. And it's like the same thing with all religion. It's just like, at what point do you draw that I line mean, in the sand? All, all religions, all cultures, et cetera. Yeah, it's like you can only be respectful up to a point sometimes. 
you know? And it's like that weird line. Like there's a lot about like, say like Indian culture and East Asian culture that's like uh, problematic to my, you know, Western American white straight man as, but uh, uh, is that my judgment to make? I don't know. Um, I just don't love any culture that encourages, uh, you know, like having to perform at a high level um, where the consequences are getting beaten. Like I have a friend who I won't name who used to get uh, beaten if he got like a B on his report card. Yeah, that's nuts. It's like uh, I don't love that, you know. Yeah. Ten year old little boy, you know. Like, let me ask you a question: a- How's that guy doing compared to us in life right now? <laughs> like, because I think that's I think that that's what they do. They say, well, the ends justify the means, eh? You know, like he's doing okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I will push no further. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's always this weird line you have to do, and it's like obviously it's all situational and like case by case basis, but it is still like rough. I'm gonna take these glasses off for you so you can see my beautiful eyes. Perhaps. There we go. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. It's oh, I feel way better now that the glasses off. Why am I doing this glasses shit indoors? I've Jesus been Christ! Asking you this entire time, the past like three episodes. He oh, said, poker, poker. <laughs> it's poker. So I so you never yeah, know how I feel. Which is the perfect dynamic you want in a podcast with two hosts. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Hold on. Uh, so this weekend, I, I was at a stoplight and there was a homeless guy there, but his sign said houseless. And this fucked with me, Max. I was just like, wait, 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 wait. Are you homeless or are you houseless? Like, do you have a condo in Burbank somewhere? Like, do you have an apartment? I ain't got a house, but I got a home. Maybe because oh, he's got a heart and home is where the heart is. That would be beautiful. I, if he would have said that to me, like, you can just live with me, man. I got a studio. You just live <laughs> in the studio. Like, immediately starts doing crack in your house. Hey, man. You know. <laughs> hey, man. I was just in the village. Uh, Greenwich Village is like such a weird open air drug market, by the way. Like, I, I, oh, it's, yeah. It, it's jarring because like nobody warned me about it. I just went there and there it was. But every time I'm there, like multiple times, you'll get offered like hey i got molly i got free samples i got crack i got cocaine and it's like all right you know what's uh, amazing about that is like there are there are variations of new york in my head right like there's eras of new there's like oh gremlins to new york which we all know is like giuliani pre-giuliani new york and stuff like that right. uh best but, new york. <laughs> but the other one that i always imagine is uh fucking biggie uh born to die like for me He's talking about open hand crack deals and bed and he's talking to like places that I've lived and shit. And it's like, oh, I didn't see that New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but it's still around. It's just been commercialized and gentrified in a way, and you could just do it in fucking Greenwich Village now, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is a weird thing in Greenwich Village. Like, don't go to Washington Square Park after hours unless you want to get offered drugs a lot, I guess. I mean, it's like just this right. kind of creepy, uh, eerie situation because no other part of New York that I've been to anyway feels like that, including Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn is very like kind of like clean and sanitized for the most part. Like, yeah. There's people, sure, but it's not like I'm rarely offered drugs as much as I am in <laughs> fucking Greenwich Village, which is one of the most expensive neighborhoods in New York. Right. Just saying something. Um, so Different clientele there it's too, weird, man. It's a weird contrast. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was so interesting. Speaking of that, man, I I might I'm gonna be uh, I think I'm gonna be in New York in May or June. Uh, there's gonna be a double toasted thing live and i think we're doing it in brooklyn specifically which is awesome good news i also will be there in that time frame so you still will yeah 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 okay we haven't talked about other like personal stuff in a minute we should probably be friends off off of the show again yeah (laughs) i mean we talk every day (laughs) but you know what i mean (laughs) like 
God. Um, Jesus. It's already coming in. Joe Biden will win Mississippi. Well, it's Mississippi. Who gives a fuck? M-I-S-S-I-P-E. Here's my, here's my last thing about politics. I'll shut the fuck up about it. Bernie Sanders has been to Flint, Michigan. He's been to Detroit. He's been to all over those goddamn places. Joe Biden has not set a goddamn foot in that state, and yet the black vote's just about to give him that victory, and that breaks my heart because it's like this guy doesn't even seem to really care about your interests, but he's just getting the old Democratic uh, vote. And it's going to matter in the general. I'll be fucking thrilled that he has that base. Don't get me wrong. I'm just mad about it now. Does that make sense? You know, five years ago, if you'd have told me that Joe Biden, uh, Diamond Joe, was probably going to be president, I'd be like, <laughs> fuck Yeah. I liked, there was someone tried to call him Joey the shark and it never caught on, but I loved it. I don't know why. Like Joey I think, the shark. I think Diamond Joe is my favorite because like just it's better. The, it's better. <laughs> just the idea of like a, a sunglasses wearing like sleeves rolled up with a fucking anchor tattoo. Like you know, <laughs> Diamond Joe. Just dealing out poker chips and shit. Yeah. Um, That's who I want in the white house. Did you, uh, have you, uh, this is actually important for us because this is a new Geico commercial. Oh God damn! It. Where where there's a wedding, uh-huh. and uh, there's a reception, and the reception is littered with wolves, and I mean like literally like wolves everywhere, and everyone looks flabbergasted, and they cut to one of the bridesmaids, and then she's like, "Oh, that, that was really. I guess I guess it's true." And she's like, "What? The Chad was raised by wolves." And then she's like, no, then I can save 15% of America. I didn't care about that shit because all I knew was that there were wolves and Chad. That is our fucking bit, bro. Yeah, that is us. Chad and the, and the wolves. Episode 22, man. We pitched yeah. literally that fucking commercial and they stole that commercial from us, dude. I mean, we pitched it as a heartwarming, you know, uh, uh, like a boy finds himself story, but, I mean, but still. We keep going back to that well. You've, I don't know if you've noticed, but like we've had the anthropomorphized wolves, anthropomorphized coyotes, anthropomorphized bears. I think dogs as well, some other animals. Like, right, let's get animals away from it. Let's get away from next. it. Yeah, we should probably do that. I mean, we had a good run though. We tried as best we could uh which uh speaking of which we didn't do a malibu homicide last week and i was wondering if mayhaps you wanted to get back on the channel uh yeah uh, did you have more stuff you wanted to talk about didn't we assume you had like seven things you wanted to talk about uh seven okay okay rapid fire no no these two are tangentially related remember the other day where i told you my mom's not gonna like this but sorry okay so remember the other day where i told you that story about my dad stealing my stepdad's motorcycle and like giving him a zodiac call in the middle of the night or whatever okay i thought that was fucking nuts and i'm like god my dad was an asshole new wrinkle to the story I found out that because uh, I was asking my mom about, my, you know, like when she met Jeff and blah, 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 and how she met him and, and, and she worked at the same company as he did. And, and, and she was like doing the uh, billing, like accountable to thing. She would go around to each department and get the fucking payments and stuff. And she said, that's where she met Jeff. And I'm like, oh, so you knew Jeff while you were with my dad. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's why you felt so weird about it. Um, Apparently, Jeff and my dad were like this, son. They were like friends for a long time uh, during all of this. My mom and my father would go over to Jeff and his then wife's house all the time. When my grandmother died, my brother stayed with Jeff and his wife. Like, they were homies. They were like all hanging out, which adds a really delicious wrinkle to this story because suddenly, even though my dad's... 
I didn't because I wasn't born. Number one, I found out because my brother corroborated the story, yes. which he added a delicious little wrinkle too. Sorry, mom. My brother was like, you know, if I knew what I knew now, swingers, bro. That's the first thing I thought of. That mom, that dad, that Jeff, that everyone. There were swingers, and I was just like, oh Christ, I do not want to think about that. So that blew me away that there was like a swinging possibility, but just still like that makes it more interesting. I still think everything was like 100 above board. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to both Jeff and to my mom, uh, right. but I'll tell you that's a weird situation. Not above board to you, because what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love this swinging is not an above board, like it's illegal gambling or something. No, I would meant that, like, if they, if, if, I was, all their agreements. I, I was referring to whether, like, everything was, you know, like there wasn't any overlap yeah, no, or something, uh, you know, like that was my concern because then I understand the thing. I think everything was above board. My dad's just a weird fucking egotistical maniac, so he couldn't handle right. it. But it was still like, holy shit, man. Uh, and my brother confirmed that. And it was like this, uh, this uh, like every week, I feel like I'm learning something more and more about this story. And it makes yeah. it really funny. Sorry, uh, Christian's mom, if you listen to this, which I'm pretty sure you will, because you are very supportive of our podcast. Yeah, she's a sweetie. I'm sorry that this information was leaked out to the public. Let me counterbalance this with, with a nice story about my mom, which is... Uh, I'm not going to tell like the exact context of it, but I had a, I, I'm really weird. And we talked about, I don't like compliments and sometimes being mushy is creepy sometimes. Uh, but, but I had this nice moment with my mom, which was just like, I was like, you know, mom, I got to tell you, I reference you all the time and you put in the work, dude. Like it's so rare for people at, at, at a later age. And I'm not saying that she's old at all, but she's like not fucking a kid anymore. And she was certainly been into adulthood for a minute. And it's like really rare for people to change and want to put in the work to be better people or to be understanding or to be compassionate about stuff. And I like, I was like, you know, mom, you've really done that. And I'm like, it's really like amazing to me. And it's really uh, lovely to know you. And it was like the nicest thing I've said to my mom, maybe ever. I don't know. She feels that way, but I felt that way. Cause I felt icky saying it. And usually when I feel icky, it's because I feel uncomfortable because something's true. So I don't know. That's, you know, that's the caveat. I don't care what happened. Maybe you were a swinger, mom. Not for me to understand, okay? That was before me. I wasn't bored. Bringing it back to that. <laughs> Bringing it back to the circle. I just figured, like, how do I get my way out of this right now? And it's just, like, it's not like you were digging yourself a hole. Like, you said a nice thing to your mom. You're like, how the fuck do I get out of here? Escape, eject button. All right. Like, Jesus. But not even the weirdest thing my brother told me. Uh, this is a, a story my brother told me. Not about them. This is a completely different story. And it's just like, it's a dumb story and it's kind of gross, but I find it very funny for some reason, which is like my brother, uh, I'm, I call him once a week now, I'm making the effort. Again, calm Chris, rebranded Chris is doing all the things, mending all the fences and shit. And uh, we, we talk all the time and, and he like, so I go to the bathroom, talk to, to Barbie. And Barbie starts telling me this story about like, well, you want to hear something funny? Your brother uh, has had a bad stomach this week, and so he has spent more time than usual in the restroom. And uh, the other day, I was like, I knew there wasn't any toilet paper in there. So I'm like, hey, George, like, are, do you have any toilet paper in there? He's like, no, it's good. I got wipes. And then Barbie's like, wait, hold on. Uh, what wipes? He's like, I got the wipes, like the wipes, you know? And he's like, there are no wipes in there, George. And George is blind. I think I should probably tell you this. My brother is blind. He cannot see. He's got very, very, very severely limited vision. Uh, but all he knew was there was this like little thing that had little wet naps coming out. And uh, he'd been using that, not only for this day, 
but for about a week, apparently, only to find out that it was like pledge uh, 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 fucking wood duster wipes or whatever to make sure that all dust is taken off of wood. And I'm like, how didn't you know fucking immediately? <laughs> like, like, like I, uh, go ahead. What? I'm sorry. He knew. He knew. <laughs> he, knew. he didn't care. <laughs> like, let's get that clear right now. There's no way he didn't know. I was just like, how didn't you know, like, and I'm sorry to be graphic to anyone who's listening, like, your asshole must have been fucking on fire. Like, 99.9% right. of bacteria. Like, like That's normal. Like, come on. Like, what are we talking about? And then, again, not to put his business out there, he to gross me out. He's like, and listen, man, I went to town down there. I'm like, this is nice. Let me just, and he was, he's cleaning everything down there. And I'm like, you're just rubbing your, your, your business all over pledge wipes, man. Uh, and it was kind of cute. It was a little sad. It was well, cute. I mean, I, I got to say, man, I think you successfully distracted from that thing you said about your mom earlier. So uh, Nailed it. Job. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, do we have time to, to go to the academy? You want to you take a drive an hour down the 10 and go to Malibu with me, man? Sure, man. Let's do it. All right. Malibu homicide. Last time on Malibu homicide, uh, I passed out. When I realized that what I thought was a small Mexican boy was really a small Mexican man uh, that was being held prisoner in Mr. Clean's house. And Mr. Clean is running away from us. Uh, So we'll open with a completely black screen. And then suddenly your eyes are open and you're driving a fucking car, Max. What the fuck? What the fuck? Where am I? Where's where's one Helio? What's going on? You realize that your hands are tied to the steering wheel. You have no real autonomy. Instead, there are these long sticks that protrude to the back seat where someone is playing you like a puppet. Am I being kidnapped? Is this a fever? This is like a fever dream I had once. What's going on? I thought was- <laughs> hey, you're fine, dude. Calm down. Listen, you know I can't drive this car. Uh, the, the, first of all, the breathalyzer wouldn't start. You know that off the fact. But This was your alternative. This well, is your alternative solution. Juan Helio can't reach the pedals, okay? And he's still a suspect. I wouldn't trust him to drive anyway. This was Where the only option. Where is Juan Helio? He's next to you. You look over to your right yeah. and you realize he's there. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Uh, I'm very disoriented. Um, well, that's why I'm driving. Don't worry. I'm I got it, man. That I'm, like, I'm worried that there's something medically wrong with me. Like, I'm passing out now. Like, what's going on? Listen, uh, all, all things in good time, all right? We, we, we got a uh, suspect to catch. We're actually in pursuit right now, man. Mr. Clean was spotted on the corner of 5th heading towards 7th. We're trying to cut him off, okay? Because okay. you know how it is, dude. So can you get yeah, your shit together? Do you want to get my shit together? Like, what do you want from me? Like, I'm, I woke up, I'm driving a car, but I'm not driving a car. I have no control over my own limbs. Uh, there's a small Mexican man sitting right next to me who is not saying anything. Uh, what's and this all day day in the job, man? (laughs) This wasn't your yesterday too. What are you talking about? Right now, are you seriously pouring yourself a drink right now? You're supposed to be driving me driving this car. Like, what's going on? Oh, I thought Juan Helio was on. (laughs) I look over. Juan Helio's not on it. We're swerving now. Fully taking a nap right now. He is asleep somehow. I don't understand how this. He has. Has he said a word this entire time? He's sleeping. (laughs) He's asleep. All right. Wait, why are we even chasing Mr. Clean again? Because he ran? He knows something. Innocent people don't run. Well. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true, I guess. I mean, like. (laughs)
It's people run all the time. It's actually kind of like uh, innocent and guilty run at about the same clip. It's really fucked up. I mean, what's that society? I mean, we did we did kick down his door illegally <laughs> and start shouting. Well, maybe that means he's into some other stuff, man. I don't know. I think we got to find him, but I don't know if we're going to. Can you finally fucking drive or do I need to keep doing this? I can call dispatch and figure right, out if there's fine, been any last. Fuck it. Fine. I'm right, driving. Cool. Where am I driving? Got it. Good. I'm going to get on the horn. Okay. Uh, fifth and uh, what? That's what I'm calling about right now. Hold on. And what? Fifth right. and La Cianica. Fucking push it, man. Get it. Go. Floor it. I should probably put it on the siren so we don't get pulled over. <laughs> this is a, like a, a hidden cop car. Do we realize right now? Oh, so we do have the siren. Okay. I was like, are we, are we in our car? Yeah, I put we... it on. Like, Jesus. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Uh, all right, so heading on Fifth and La Cianica, now suddenly the radio pipes in, okay? We have dispatch being like, Mr. Clean now on the move. He's going down La Cianica, heading towards 6th, 7th Avenue into the 8th Avenue Tunnel. And I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck, McCarty, step on it, dude. We got to cut him off, man. Cut across. Cut across Crenshaw. All right, I'm cutting across Crenshaw. What do you want from me? I'm, I was already doing that. Why are you telling me to do the thing I'm already doing? Can you at least gonna... take these sticks off my hands so I can, like, feel my own arms? Yeah, hold on. I got that. Pull the Thank sticks. Thank you. <laughs> and you're like, finally. And then you like grip the steering wheel like fucking Gosling does in Driver. <laughs> and you like right. take off, man. You're doing like two wheel wheelies down alleyways and shit. Like, like there's a scene in Mad Max Fury Road when he finally gets the mask off like 45 minutes into the movie. Like I'm uncaged, man. I'm unleashed. Here we go. All right. So now for somehow through the credit thing, we're two streets parallel over and we see Mr. Clean's Mr. Clean mobile because he's driving a very right. conspicuous car. It's a fucking jalopy. It's like a fucking hot rod. <laughs> all right. So we see it, man. We're like, all right, man, you got to make his way over to it. Do you want to try to do the whole, uh, the whole, what is that called? Yeah, I should know it. I'm a cop, but you just like tap the old tap. turn, the, the old turn left trick. Yeah. The old turn left trick. Yeah. Do yeah, the old sure, turn left trick. <laughs> we turn left we're now right behind mr clean but i realize we've just passed sixth avenue it's like listen we have 500 oh, feet fuck. we need to get him do something max Dude, is he dispensing like liquid soap out of the back of his vehicle right now <laughs> the car slides and skids all over the fucking thing when helio is still asleep i don't know like is this guy on something what's going on and probably anyway. i don't know i'm not gonna look it in the mouth right you now okay. not done your due diligence here like this is not a priority why are he's we not even in handcuffs he's in the passenger seat <laughs> <laughs> he was helping drive the car for a while right all right uh so what, what uh, mr clean i can't even see him because the soap torres stick your head out the window what's going God on damn it windshield wipers are not working and I just now I'm on top of the car. I've climbed out and I'm trying to like wipe off. All right, that is not what I asked you to do. It seems unnecessary. Just tell me. But I'm doing it, and now you have vision, and all you see is this fucking like, uh, like, like another soap bomb that he had dispensed out of his exhaust pipe. We hit it. The car goes fucking skidding. Okay, we are sliding across all the way. We're past Sixth Avenue. Seventh Avenue's coming up. My monitor starts going beep, 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 and I'm like, you gotta fucking stop. And then suddenly the car comes to a complete stop right before Seventh Avenue. The beeping continues, and then we sit there and we look as Mr. Clean gets away, and then you look at me. And you say, uh, I, I want to be clear about a couple things, Torres. Um, you're a liability. I don't want you as a partner anymore. And um, we need to we need to get back to the police station. Listen, all of that valid. I ain't against it, but we got a criminal to catch. All right. Fuck this fucking ankle. We're going across Seventh Avenue. So you're going to get arrested for this? 
Hey, man, if I got to, I will. I got to get All justice. Right. If I got to put the cuffs on you myself, I will. I don't even give a shit anymore. All right, so I what happens not, is... I'm not happy with how you've uh, handled this situation. That's um, <laughs> fair uh, enough, but we have a criminal to catch. We take a you step. You know, it just, it just occurred to me you didn't even call me an ambulance. Like, your you're first fine. impulse... What? <laughs> you're fine, aren't you? Look, you're fine. You're fine. I checked your heart rate. You were like, it's normal. All right. I did oh, some blood pressure. Doctor, Dr. Torres in the house. Okay. I drew Sorry. some blood. I made sure you were fine. I did a CT. Blood. Wait, yeah, I you didn't even close up that wound. Is that why I have blood all over my shirt? That makes, that probably why. why? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to stitch. I know how to cut my, people. I don't know how to stitch them. is literally just seeping blood right now. It's just an open wound. Why did you draw blood? You don't even know how to test blood. It looked normal. All right. Fuck it. Let's go after this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my bar-